0: This is Evan Robb and I am joined today with Laura Robb. Laura, we're joined remotely because uh, we are practicing our social distancing and we typically do these at my house in my home office, but you are at your house and we are experimenting with some Zoom audio here. So welcome.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Evan. And I think it's so important that we work together to support uh, leaders and teachers, parents and children.
0: A- Absolutely. You know, this is the second podcast uh, that you and I are doing really about sharing information during a time that educators all across the country, across the world, are shifting from being in a classroom to remote learning. And our topic today is about reading and writing. So we're going to talk about reading and writing today and what that might look like when uh, remote instruction is the um, the plan that, that people are operating under. before <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Before we begin, though, you know, you always like to share some um, wellness tips and, and things, uh, you know, that can help make pe- people feel a little bit better. And I thought you had a tip to share today.
1: Yes, I do, Evan. Uh, you know, there are a lot of videos online that, um, that give you exercise routines. Uh, they are a lot of fun. I think that it's great for uh, teachers and, uh, and children to try some of these out and, and have some joyful physical activity because it really uh, makes for a more positive outlook.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, My tip is really in the same spirit, which is building in some time for exercise. You know, in our last podcast, we'll continue to, to say that it, it's important to try to build some structure to our days and you know, we wanna certainly recommend that to people that are listening to this podcast too. And as we spend more and more times in front of our computers, working on remote learning, uh, it becomes important also to get your body moving and to make sure that you're getting some time for exercise during your day.
1: Yes, and and it does contribute so much to a a feeling of well-being. And also the feeling that, yes, uh, even though I might be a little tired, I can pick myself up now and get some much needed work done.
0: Excellent. So I'm going to take your advice. you are going to work on, work on building some wellness time into the day to make the other parts of the day more productive. But now let's shift this into the main topic of our discussion today, which is we are sharing some reading and writing tips uh, for teachers as they start thinking about remote learning. And I know you have a tip to begin with right away.
1: Yes, but I want to preface all our tips by reminding teachers and administrators that you're not in the classroom. That I want you when you think of something for your students to do, ask yourself: do they need you there right there, that moment or that learning experience to be successful? Or is there another way you can organize it or frame it? Um, and with that in mind, um, encouraging um, teachers to do some reading um, on their own. Uh, I'm not even saying professional materials, which of course I always encourage people to do, but you know read a favorite book or a magazine like I love mysteries and I know you and I right now are going to have a conversation when you finish it about the latest book about uh, Agent uh, Pendergast Um, and the book is Crooked River. I want you to do things like that, that nurture yourself, that make you feel good, and that you can share with your students as a model that reading is something that you can do and enjoy at home and still grow as a learner and a reader.
0: You know, and one of the great ways to be able to share that information with students is to make a small video. And there are um, lots of ways to do that, whether someone uses Zoom, which we are using right now, it's available to the public, Screencastify uh, is another way to do that, where uh, you know a teacher or, or administrator can take a video of themselves and share with students something that they're reading that's inspiring or motivating to them. You know, it's always important for adults to let students know, children know, that, you know, if you want to be a reader, you have to, you have to read. And so modeling that is very important.
1: Absolutely, Evan. Uh, and I have noticed already that many teachers are reading aloud and sharing books. I see it on Twitter. I see it on Facebook. Um, take advantage of that. Watch, watch them so that you can figure out ways uh, to do your own if you're a little reluctant, but reading to a child online has a, is very powerful, and it also brings a closeness uh, to you and the, the kids who are watching. The book is a bridge and a very important bridge uh, of for learning. Uh, the Absolutely. other thing, go on, Evan.
0: No, no, no. Please go ahead.
1: Okay. The other thing is there are a lot of websites and companies that are sharing free ebooks. You can get all the classics and uh, lots of poems um, right online, free uh, short stories, myths, uh, but they're sharing more contemporary works uh, for students. So if your students have computers available, then, uh, and and they did not have time to take books home, uh, or don't have books at home, then that is an excellent resource.
0: You know, of course, you know, Laura, you and I both know that not every student in America has a laptop at home, uh, but many students have laptops, and many students uh, are, live in families where there is a computer. You and I are huge proponents of independent reading, but students do not have the ability to go to the library right now. So looking and sourcing information that is available uh, on the web for, for free ebooks and things of that nature, a great way to get kids um, engaged in reading at home during this time.
1: Absolutely, and I wanna put one caution in. Do not assign a book. Give your children choice. And make the choices representative of the instructional reading levels that are in your classes. Because one book will not meet the reading needs of everyone. The same thing goes for, uh, if you want kids to read poetry, put up five or six poems or send them to a website where they have choices.
0: Absolutely. You know, you and I talk about that a lot in, you know, as we talk about reading and building a culture of reading within a school, but you and I would never recommend one book for an entire class for a, particularly for a fourth through eighth grade classroom. Uh, but, and we certainly don't recommend it in the online format either, uh, but there are ways to be able to differentiate, to offer choice uh, and to steer students to books that, really enhance their their independent
1: reading. Right. You can offer choice around the genre, like pick a biography, pick realistic fiction, pick fantasy. You could also offer choice around a theme. Um, So, And and give them like 10 books on that theme and let the students choose. And they will discuss that book uh, in terms of the theme and if it's fiction, using literary elements. Uh, We all can read different books and contribute to a conversation. The other thing is um, if you want your students to do some writing about reading some responses, do it on Google Classroom. I would encourage you to provide a model just as you would do in class that you would cold write in your notebook and show students what the response you're asking them to do looks like. You need to do that online as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, getting kids to write about their reading um, has always been important. It certainly um, uh, has not, the importance of that is not diminished. Google is a good platform to do that if you have the ability to kind of orchestrate remote learning through the Google platform. The other thing that we would recommend that coincides with writing is there is a lot of value for students and for us as, as educators to be keeping a journal at this time. We are, um, we are going through an incredibly historic time in the history of our country, and it would be beneficial for students as, as time moves on, and hopefully they can look back on this challenging time to have captured some of their thoughts, some of their emotions, fears, and hopes uh, during this time of remote learning.
1: Absolutely, everyone. I, I encourage teachers to keep a journal and share uh, journals can be all writing, a mixture of drawing and writing, or mostly drawing with captions. You could do little kind of graphic pages like you would find in a, in a graphic text. Um, again, leave the creative door wide open and let, especially on a topic like dealing with the changes in their lives that COVID-19 uh, has caused. I I think choice of of audience choice of how you're going to present your information is key. If we want our students to write something that is meaningful and powerful. One other thing I want you to remember when you look at this, look at the content. Look at what children say. Don't find that missing capital letter or that uh, uh, question mark instead of a period. Look at the content because that's what makes writing powerful.
0: Yeah, you know, you and, I, you and I both, and we've talked about this a lot, you know, all the time, which is since we're in a remote learning environment right now, we, we don't recommend doing re, having reading and writing instruction be radically different than it would be in a classroom. You know, when things are assigned remotely, there could be, and I certainly don't want to be presumptuous here, but there could be a tendency to kind of move things more into the worksheet realm but that does not work in in um, in school when kids are in school and it's not going to work in this format either you know what you and i are talking about in our reading and writing recommendations are getting kids to read the power of choice um, modeling modeling having kids write about their reading
1: absolutely but and also with, with the keeping of a diary or anything else they need to have choice and the writing it needs to be important to them they need to choose what they write about no writer no professional writer writes from a worksheet a worksheet does not produce a writer because the child never learns about the process and the struggle with finding the right word choice uh, or organizing your piece or focusing and narrowing a topic Um, and i want to say something for younger children one of the best things you can ask younger children to do And they can do this in their notebooks or on a large piece of paper is to draw and then write about the drawing perfect for kindergarten first grade second grade there are some children also evan i've had eighth graders who they they were really very artistic they loved to draw and they saw things visually before they saw them in writing. Well, then let them start with the visual. That's what picture book writers do. They make thumbnail sketches of what the 32 pages will look like. Uh, so the visuals uh, and the, come before the text. Remember that and allow your students to do that.
0: Absolutely. You know, as we wrap up, one of the additional things that we wanted to recommend is you and I see a lot of value in, in teachers setting up a certain chunk of time for their um, their virtual office hours, which is a time that students can email them, that students could call if that's something that's permissible within your division, um, and or uh, a Google Hangout if that's permissible in one's division also. Uh, feedback is important and communication is very important and setting some time and then communicating to students, communicating to families when you may have availability is particularly important during remote learning
1: okay and i want to say something about feedback i want you to say as many positives as you can remember when the child finishes with you they're back by themselves they're not still in the classroom and you're not coming back uh, to them again and saying yes you got it i'm so proud of you so we want to be very positive and i would recommend that you set priorities and focus on one thing the child can work on and report back to you on. Not a big list, we tend to wanna cover everything and it's not possible, nor do I think it's productive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, that is some really good advice. Um, Thank you for sharing some of your expertise and wisdom when it comes to reading and writing and also helping to bring me and, and hopefully those who are listening back to some fundamental, tried and true things that always work when it comes to reading and writing, and uh, your tips have been very clear and very much appreciated. So on that note, Laura, I appreciate you being uh, connected with me for the Rob Review podcast today, and we will be following up with an additional podcast installment number three of our remote learning tips.
1: Thanks, Evan. It's a pleasure to do this with you.
0: Thank you.